Daniel in the Lion's Den by John August Swanson. Darius decided to appoint 120 chief administrators throughout the kingdom, and to set over them three main officers to whom they would report so that the king wouldn't have to be bothered with too much. One of these main officers was Daniel. Because of his extraordinary spirit, Daniel soon surpassed the other officers and the chief administrators, so much so that the king had plans to set him over the entire kingdom. As a result, the other officers and the chief administrators tried to find some problem with Daniel's work for the kingdom. But they couldn't find any problem or corruption at all because Daniel was trustworthy. He wasn't guilty of any negligence or corruption. So, these men said, we won't find any fault in Daniel, unless we can find something to use against him from his religious practice. So, these officers and chief administrators ganged together and went to the king. They said to him, Long live King Darius. All the officers of the kingdom, the ministers, the chief administrators, the royal associates, and the governors advised the king to issue an edict and enforce a law, that for thirty days anyone who says prayers to any god or human being except you, your majesty, will be thrown into a pit of lions. Now, your majesty, issue the law and sign the document so that it cannot be changed, as per the law of Media and Persia which cannot be annulled. Because of this, King Darius signed the document containing the law. When Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went to his house. Now his upper room had open windows that faced Jerusalem. Daniel knelt, prayed, and praised his God three times that day, just like he always did. Just then these men, all ganged together, came upon Daniel praying and seeking mercy from his God. They then went and talked to the king about the law, Your Majesty. Didn't you sign a law? that for thirty days any person who prays to any god or human being besides you, your majesty, would be thrown into a pit of lions? The king replied, the decision is absolutely firm in accordance with the law of Media and Persia, which cannot be annulled. So they said to the king, one of the Judean exiles, Daniel, has ignored you, your majesty, as well as the law you signed. He says his prayers three times a day. When the king heard this report, he was very unhappy. He decided to rescue Daniel and did everything he could do to save Daniel before the sun went down. But these men, all ganged together, came and said to the king, You must realize, your majesty, that the law of Media and Persia, including every law and edict the king has issued, cannot be changed. So, the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and hurled him into the pit of lions. The king said to Daniel, Your God, the one you serve so consistently, will rescue you. A single stone was brought and placed over the entrance to the pit. The king sealed it with his own ring and with those of his princes so that Daniel's situation couldn't be changed. The king then went home to his palace and fasted through the night. No pleasures were brought to him, and he couldn't sleep. At dawn, at the first sign of light, the king rose and rushed to the lion's pit. As he approached it, he called out to Daniel, worried, Daniel, servant of the living God. Was your God, the one you serve so consistently, able to rescue you from the lions? Then Daniel answered the king, Long live the king. My God sent his messenger, who shut the lions' mouths. They haven't touched me because I was judged innocent before my God. I haven't done anything wrong to you either, your majesty. The king was thrilled. He commanded that Daniel be brought up out of the pit, and Daniel was lifted out. Not a scratch was found on him, because he trusted in his God. The king then ordered that the men who had accused Daniel be brought and thrown into the lions' pit, including their wives and children. They hadn't even reached the bottom of the pit before the lions overpowered them, crushing all their bones. Then King Darius wrote the following decree. To all the peoples, nations, and languages inhabiting the entire earth, I wish you much peace. I now issue this command, in every region of my kingdom, all people must fear and revere Daniel's God because He is the living God. 
God stands firm forever. His kingship is indestructible. God's rule will last until the end of time. He is rescuer and savior. God performs signs and miracles in heaven and on earth. Here's the proof. He rescued Daniel from the lion's power. And so, Daniel was made prosperous during the rule of Darius and during the rule of Cyrus the Persian. C.E.B. Greater than if your day is hemmed in with prayer, it is less likely to come unraveled. Greater than. Greater than Cynthia Lewis. When Daniel learned about King Darius' decree, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had always done. Daniel 6:10. It was Daniel's regular habit of prayer which gave him the strength to ignore the king's edict. Daniel was kept safe, not by being saved from the lion's den, but in the lion's den. Daniel is our best model in the Bible of one who consistently prayed, no matter the situation. Two characteristics of Daniel's prayer stands out, a planned approach to prayer, and perseverance in prayer. We need a plan for prayer. Daniel had an intentional plan for prayer. He also prayed spontaneously throughout his life, all the time. That, however, was not his bread-and-butter daily life of prayer. Daniel had set times in which he prayed three times a day. I am not insisting we all ought to pray at the set times of 6 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m., as Daniel did every day, although that is good biblical plan to emulate. Yet, I will insist there needs to be some planning behind carving out time for prayer every day. We need to approach prayer with the same deliberate discipline we approach anything else, like housework, writing a paper, sports practice, or getting work accomplished on the job. Prayer is the way we escape the gravitational pull of our fleshly lives and enter God's orbit. It takes much planning, energy, commitment, and focus. And it is all worth it. We need a set time and a set place to pray. Just as we set aside a special room in our house for sleeping, bedroom, and a particular place to sleep, bed, so we need a sacred space just for prayer. We understand the value of a good night's sleep. So, we plan to go to bed at night and arise in the morning. In the same way, we must arrange a time and place for prayer. The value we place on prayer is demonstrated by our planning for it. We need perseverance in prayer. Daniel was a teenager when the Babylonians came to Jerusalem, tore down the wall and took the best young people of the city into captivity. When the lion's den event unfolded, Daniel was an old man of about 80 years old. For over 60 years, Daniel prayed three times a day, every day, without fail. His prayers were consistent and sustained. He never gave up. The reason Daniel always opened his window and prayed toward Jerusalem is that he was praying consistent with God's promise. The exiles would someday return to Jerusalem. So, Daniel looked out his window every day, three times a day, praying repeatedly for God's help and peace. Daniel was so consistent about prayer that when the jealous rascals in the king's service went after him, it did absolutely nothing to deter him from his usual routine. Daniel maintained his focus without being sidelined by all the drama. He kept up his regular practice of prayer in the same place at the same time. It is interesting his enemies knew exactly when and where Daniel would be praying every day, and they set their trap according to that knowledge. Daniel was incredibly calm in facing the lions because of his planned, deliberate, and consistent practice of prayer. Daniel's ability, confidence, courage, and lack of worry was not simply because he was some extraordinary person. Rather, he had decades of practiced prayer which equipped him for just such an encounter. Daniel's posture in prayer was consistently on his knees. It reminded him of his true position, not as a high mucky-muck in the kingdom of Darius with all its rights and privileges, but as a humble servant in God's kingdom with all its joy and responsibility. Considering Daniel's example of prayer, 
it would be wise for us to do some solid planning. Identify and set aside a dedicated space for prayer. Arrange your schedule so that prayer is a priority. You'll be glad you did. Our beloved Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms. May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm. And cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth. Just as it is in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider. Of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves. Release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation. And set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules. With power and glory forever. Amen. Matthew 6 9-13, TPT.